it looked more like a music festival than a political formality. But Brazil's newly appointed president says his country has a lot to celebrate. Undoubtedly, the last few years have been one of the worst periods in our history, an era of shadows, doubts and lots of suffering. But this nightmare came to an end with the sovereign vote in the most important election since our country's return to democracy. Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva triumphantly paraded through the streets of the capital, Brasilia, to be sworn in in front of tens of thousands of supporters. Democracy exists in the people, so we're all here to show that democracy is not going to die. We're rebuilding it. The handing over of the presidential sash from one leader to the next is a hugely symbolic part of the ceremony. But Lula's predecessor, Jair Bolsonaro, is yet to officially concede defeat and refuse to take part. In a nod to his reputation as a man of the people, a black garbage collector was called on to do the honours. Today we're experiencing the comeback of a Brazil of the people because Lula represents the people. It's beautiful and touching. The 77-year-old has promised to reverse many Bolsonaro-era policies, pledging to restore environmental protections for the Amazon rainforest and tighten gun laws. His 37-member cabinet features prominent indigenous and environmental activists. At the doors of butcher shops, people queued looking for bones to alleviate their hunger. And at the same time, other people queued to buy imported cars and private jets. A social gap like this is an obstacle to the construction of a truly just and democratic society and a prosperous and modern economy. Lula famously pulled millions of his countrymen out of poverty once and has vowed to do it again. Melinda Nusafora, TRT World. Let's get more on this now with Remy Piet, his senior partner at Embelli Advisory, and joins us now from Miami, Florida. Really good to have you back with us, Remy, and a happy new year. Let's obviously look at Brazil's political climate because we did see steep sell-offs on stock markets, but also the currency as well soon after President Lula was inaugurated for a third time. Should investors be worried about Lula's economic agenda? Well, that's a very interesting question. Happy New Year to you, Oscar, first of all, and to viewers. Uh, it's it's obviously a, an important question with the uh, existing changes right now in uh, in Brazil. Uh, the market has taken like a very uh, strong negative stance towards the return of Lula to uh, the presidency in Brazil for a variety of reasons. I mean, obviously, he has always been adamant about reversing a series of policies of pro-market Bolsonaro. Uh, he has, you know, made a pledge towards, you know, maintaining a series of social uh, projects for the most empowered uh, sectors of the populations. All these are not in line with, indeed, uh, the, the perceptions or the objectives of, of, the, of, the, of the market and, and investors. Uh, the question is not to try to look more in terms of the medium to long run uh, for, the, for the Lula presidency. Uh, Brazil is a strong country with strong com uh, commodities and, and strong products and, and, and agro products to be, to be exported. The problem is the question of international economy, uh, whether it's in growth or in, in recessions. And Lula was able to fund his social policies in, in his first presidencies 
thanks to very high prices in commodities, prices of energy and so on, that were able to finance those policies. And the markets are actually very cautious and worried about the fact that the conditions are not there to have the similar you know, policies today in the third presidency of, of President Lula, um, which despite, you know, also uh, we have to say on the other side, the fact that, you know, there were concerns about a Bolsonaro uh, administration that would break up with democratic rules, especially inside Brazil. Uh, and th those questions are, are adamant into a very divided society and population uh, on, on the stage of different fronts. Uh, that's right. You mentioned there that one of Lula's signature policies is to expand uh, social welfare spending, close the gap or at least reduce the gap between the rich and the poor in the country. I mean, there's no doubt that that is what's needed in order to bring about more uh, income inequality in Brazil. But do you think the Lula administration can do so without blowing the budget? Well, that, that is a key question, yes. Inequalities are never good for, you know, economic development in the long run. In the short term, it's more about being able to, you know, pay for, you know, uh, increasing debts or, or making sure to balance your budgets. And that, that's clearly the worries that are marked today in, in, in the world markets. And, and, and there's a recovery uh, today. But, you know, over the last couple of days, it was, a, you know, obviously a much more morose on, on, on Brazilian markets. Now, again, uh, if, if, if we're looking at, at positive, you know, evolutions more on a global level, uh, Brazil has very strong capacities in terms of, of production of minerals, production of agro-industries, and, and, and also the, the worries that a left-wing president will take over and return all the policies are, are way too exaggerating. I mean, Lula was not the most anti-market uh, president when he was in, a, in, in his first two offices. There were a series of actors, that, of sectors that were able to grow. And so there are definitely ways to have safe and sound sustainable investments in, in Brazil. But in a very short run, markets are worried about questions of the impact that it has on, on the reals, the impact that it has on the balance of trade uh, and other different different elements that are you know of interest to international investors on on, on the markets uh, today that's right. Let's not forget that Lula, this is the third time that Lula will become president. And in his second term, he did preside over quite a robust Brazilian economy, especially because of its commodities exports. Will Brazil continue to enjoy the fruits of those assets, the natural resources that the country has? Well, yes, very much so, as, you, as you're saying, the, the capacities and, and in terms of, of resources are there. And, and the, the, the experience and knowledge of how to develop those sectors are, are definitely present in, in Brazil. The issue is more a question of, of, of global demands for, from those. But, you know, mining products especially are, are way under, under market normal market prices. It's a question of whether, you know, China will be most impacted again by, by the COVID crisis. But that, that could actually be the basis if, you know, investment has done sustainably in different regions in, in those different sectors, that could be the basis of future growth of, of Brazil led by Lula. And I think that's what Lula is betting on. Uh, he's, he's obviously has to follow suit on the series of his campaign promises, such as, as I said, you know, maintaining you know, key social programs that are not in the grand scheme of things so expensive, but are so important to a large part of the population. And at the same time, and that's why he actually chose as a vice president, you know, uh, Akmin, uh, which is coming from the center to center left, maybe of, of politics, uh, to be on, the, on his vice president, that actually gives a, a balanced tickets uh, that should reassure the market in the mid-run. But he will have to deliver on his, you know, his policies, not only short-term campaign promises, uh, but also a vision and a strategy towards you know, channeling investment in the longer run inside the country. And as we are mentioning, you know, natural resources and, and also others uh, could be all, you know, quite relevant in terms of, of, of being the pioneers or the, the key you know, trend for in, you know, international investment in the country on which Lula will have to work on.